Okay, so we're here for another recording uh, podcast for the Adelaide Entrepreneur Club, and we're here with Shane Wallace. And this is quite unique because we only met Shane a week ago, it was, wasn't it? It was Friday last week. Yes, it was only a week ago. Week we ago. Uh, we uh, caught up with Shane as part of our Meeting Someone New Every Day, and Shane had such an, um, a great story. We laughed so much and uh, were so amazed at some of the things he spoke about with his... Um, uh, as he, the, the app that he's developing, WorkApp, he's CEO of WorkApp. So we thought we'd bring Shane here today just to share um, his story with us because this is just a great Australian story that we're really um, so keen for people to, to hear. So first of all, welcome Shane and thanks so much for sharing your time. G'day guys, it's great to be here with you. It was great to connect with both of you a week ago, yes. So, um, you know, and, and that was from you reaching out and doing your thing, your 365 introductions in 365 days, which grabbed me. I'm like, I have to be one of those 365. <laughs> I have to be. And there's like hundreds left, so I'm a big chance, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so here cool. we are. Yeah, now look, I thought it'd be great. Like, um, I was really, um, the story about, you know, when you had, when you thought of the app and, and where it went from there, but I thought if we just start, what were you doing with yourself before you had this idea of, of the app? Before WorkApp, well, it's interestingly, uh, two years prior to, or no, no, probably four years prior to WorkApp, I um, went broke in business. I was in a rainwater tank business and uh, I was also doing industrial sheds and tradey type stuff, you know, I was out in the field a lot working and, and just having a red hot go, mate, at making an honest living, you know, and things changed and government policies changed and you know, they didn't have to put rainwater tanks in their houses anymore. So all of a sudden the market dropped off overnight and you know, I made the mistake of um, pushing on and trying to push through that when the writing was on the wall and the sums didn't add up. So that was a, a real great lesson for me in business personally. And so um, I had to go insolvent as a company and, and wind it up and, and do the, the, the normal legal thing, you know. Uh, and then I sort of started in a bit of soul searching as to, well, okay, then what am I going to be when I grow up sort of thing, you know. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was nearly 40 at that stage, but I still hadn't worked out what it is. And I'd done so many things, you know, and so it was kind of like, oh, well, whatever I do do, it has to have meaning for me and it has to render useful service to the universe, let's just say, you know, like I, I wasn't just going to do anything for money anymore. I decided I was going to find the thing, you know, and the quest type thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, our children had actually grown up. We had four four kids that had, had grown up and moved out of the house uh, not long after that and, you know, starting their lives and doing their thing. And so uh, my wife and I decided to jump in a caravan and kind of have like a gap year and, you know, just make our way around Australia and work out what we want to be when we grow up sort of thing, you know, oh, and we wow. had a poke around that. And uh, so we, we went around Australia and we spoke a lot about obviously what we wanted to do and how we were going to do it, big aspirations and, you know, no money to sort of do it with, not a lot anyway, you know, and, and um, you know, but we've got resources, so let's work out what we're doing here sort of thing, you know, and we got back around from um, Australia on our first lap and we were kind of set to go again and catching up with family and saying hello and, and my brother rang me and he said, let's build an app. And I said, no, no, thank you because I had never even used an app. I didn't even have a smartphone. I wasn't even in, you know, like no computer, no anything like that. So uh, I said, no, no, thanks, mate. Good luck to you, sort of thing, you know. And, and then he rings me again a week later and says, no, I'm serious. Let's, let's build an app. If, if we don't build this app, someone's going to build it because he had the idea to build 
an app that finds the closest active workers to the job sites, like an Uber for workers, as an example. But the tradie doesn't have to pay and the worker doesn't have to pay. So that was the nobility of the idea is, imagine if we could build a platform that gave it to free for these guys and then it geolocated you and gave you the closest active worker in you know, the streets nearby. Um, he had a concrete tuck turn up and a labourer pull out on him at the last minute and he had two options, turn the truck around and pay for the load anyway or find someone in that moment. So he jumped in his vehicle and drove up the street yelling out, need a worker, need a worker. And he got one at the end of the street, brought him back, saved the day and that's how he rang me and said, let's build an app that finds the closest active workers to the job sites because us tradies need it. So a week later when he decided to go and get one in the streets because he reckoned he could now. He's, this is the sort of you know, person he is. He says, no, it's all right. You'll find him nearby somehow. He gets to the next side a week later and he says, oh, geez, I need a labourer for this. So he goes up the street, looks up and down. Oh, no one. Wonder how many doors it would take to knock, he thinks, you know. Twelve doors. Got one. Brings him down. He said, let's build an app that finds the closest active workers. There's heaps in these streets that would like a day's work sort of thing, you know. So that got me then because all of a sudden it wasn't a money-making idea anymore. It was kind of like a solution to a problem. Yeah. And, you know, you've got all these people that need work and you've got a tradie that needs someone and, like, you know, I'm a little bit more interested all of a sudden around this whole app thing, you know. And so he said, no, come on, let's, let's do it. So we decided to have a go. It was just like, okay, well, let's, let's have a go. Let's, you know, what, how long does it take to build an app? Oh, six to 12 months if you ask the industry sort of thing, you know, six to 12 months. and. How much does it cost? Oh, you know, like a hundred grand. Well, you know, like I can tell you, that's not the case if you're going to build a, something decent anyway. Um, but anyway, we didn't know that, so we jumped in, had a go, and the first app I downloaded was mine, which was pretty thrilling. That took nine months, you know, to get it to the first stage where it was actually downloadable in the in the app store, and and the Google store. We got it going in both straight away. We're very ambitious, but of course, it hardly worked on any of the Androids. Like I could be with people in the pubs and give us a look at what it's doing on your phone. Oh, my goodness, you know, and how do you, how do you fix that? Well, I just used to take a video of it and send it to the developers. Yeah, this is what it's doing. Fix that, can you? Fix that, can you? And that's how it started, basically, of developing work app because you have to have a way of testing it and modifying and developing it without millions of dollars, right, where you yeah. can just park the experts to, to sit in a room and they collaborate and do their thing. Well, that, that wasn't the case with us. We, you know, we're... We're out there just having a go at building this app, you know. And so two years went by and, and we spent all our money trying, just every cent, just didn't matter. Like once I was emotionally attached, that was it. You've got me hook, line and sinker now. I'll, I'll do whatever. Going broke doesn't scare me anymore because I've, I've already done that. So let's line it up, you know. I, I realised at that stage that I didn't have any fear of failure because I was willing to fail to do it, yeah. right? Like Elon Musk when he put those rockets in space and he was up to the third one and it failed. He had, he's out of money. He's got enough for one more and he's out. He's gone, right? And what does he do? He lines up the fourth, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, like it could have failed, right? He, he wasn't scared of that. It's, 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 you know, about getting the job done sort of thing. And, and, and I had that mindset when I started this and I realised a few months in that it, it started to tick all of my boxes spiritually and commercially and everything that could, be, you know, could come from it sort of thing. So we started to pursue it heavily, obviously. And, uh, and then at the end of the two years, once we'd spent all our money and we'd basically successfully failed trying three times to get this thing working, I'm like, oh, well, okay, then what's next, you know? So 
I said, right, I'll go, I'll go and approach the, the professionals, basically. I'll go to the pros and pitch my idea, which I did. I went to the pros, pitched my idea, and the right, the right ones that were aligned with our values and the reason that we were doing it said yes. They said, right, oh, let's build this app. Well, you go. Let's, you know, it's, uh, you get come up with a million bucks. You're funding it by rights. And I said, yeah, 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 I'm funding it, you know. And uh, right, oh, let's build this app. So I'd, I'd sold the fact that we were building an app. I just didn't have a million bucks. Yeah, know? I was going to say, that was a key point there, that you, you, you believed in it so much that they believed you had the money and you didn't even have the money. <laughs> well, they didn't believe they had the money. I didn't make out that I had the money. I was able to just say, I'll get the money. Don't worry about that. Like, right. Trust me on that one. I'll fund it sort of thing, you know, like. So it wasn't a, a situation where, you know, uh, I was pretending to have money, um, but I was very adamant that I'll get money. Don't worry about that. So I did have that. Uh, like I say, I was no longer willing to fail. There was no failure left it for me now. It was just keep going, find a different way, keep going, find a different way. And, and that's when I went to the pub and uh, had a schooner and uh, <laughs> met a fella in the pub. It was all good and, Australian uh, as all Australians do, and it was actually the day of that meeting. So I had a meeting with them. We shook hands. Right, oh, we're building an app. It's called Work App. And you know what they said to me too? Um, straight away, they said, now, we've got to start from scratch. We're not using anything you've done. It's all thrown in the bin, right? It's completely from scratch. And I remember going, oh, well, what, like, from how, how far from scratch are you talking? And from the logo, she says, from the logo, right? And I'm like, oh, the logo? Because it's a different logo to this, you know? And I'm like, oh, that is starting from scratch. Wow, you know. And so anyway, we've got a new logo and we loved it and, and, and that sort of thing. But so I went from the meeting to the pub to think about where am I getting a million bucks? Like, honestly, we've got to have a bit of a think about this. How, how am I going to do, how am I going to get a million bucks sort of thing, you know? Go to the bar, get a beer, see a fella, you know, go over and chat to him because we've made eye contact. And at that stage, I was already like obsessed with if you make eye contact with me, I'm telling you about workout. I had a bit of a thing going and I thought, you know what, I'm going to commit to that. If anyone makes eye contact with me anywhere, I'm telling them about work app, you know. It should the situation permit, you know what I mean? Like not driving past one on a street or something like that, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I was already pretty obsessed, right, at that stage. And um, so anyway, go and say hello to the fella and he's, I love it. I just love it, mate. Can I invest in your company? And of course, I said, well, yeah, yeah, you can invest. But, you know, I knew I couldn't say a million bucks, right? Like, so I just really didn't even know how much to say. So I said, look, you know, 10 grand. And, and that's where it started. He, he jumped in and then, you know, I started to go to the pub, uh, you know, met with a heap of his mates and then, you know, more and more people. And before I know it, I, I had the networking room of the century in the pub. Um, and all I was doing was pitching work out the idea of, you give me money, we develop work app, and when it's successful, we all get our reward. It's really simple, you know? Uh, and because, you know, a lot of people buy into the dream too. And so I, I had two promises for everyone that I pitched it to because they would say, you know, what sort of guarantees and that sort of thing. And I'd say, look, I'll give you two promises, right? Number one, um, I won't dilute your shareholding. I won't do what they do in, in the venture capital world and all that sort of thing and, and cut the shareholders, the founders down. You know, not always, but it happens, you know. Won't dilute your shareholding. Number two, if it doesn't work, you lose your money, okay? That's my promise. Do you want to invest 10 grand? Right, okay. <laughs> and that's, that's the integrity behind that. There's, there's no mis, you know, conceived yeah. idea of what's going on here. What's yeah. going on here is we're building this app, you know, and, um, and so then I filed through it and I raised over $3.5 million 
over the next few years because it did cost a million bucks, every bit of it in 2015. It cost every bit of a million in 2016. It cost every bit of a million in 2017. Like, you know, it was starting to spin me out there for a while too because I'm like, wow, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? It's, yeah. it's, it, and I can't really see it almost. But yeah. Just wow. keep going and, you know, I'm sure it'll appear some t- somewhere, you know. You must have have such belief in you with what you were doing that people must have seen that when they spoke to you to to take that that belief must have transferred into them um, when, you know, when they're investing and handing over 10 grand to you or whatever amount it was. That's right. Well, when I could first download it, that for me was like, wow, like, okay, even though it's terrible and glitches like crazy, I believed it. I could download this thing, you know, and, and the Gumtree app was only just coming out. They'd only just come out with the Gumtree app when we started, like, because eBay bought them out. Um, so the Gumtree app, and then Uber was only really just, really early days kicking off down in Melbourne and stuff like that. So the apps weren't really like they are now. They've come a long way in, in the last seven years sort of thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was about that belief, like you say. That is key, you know. If you, if you can't get yourself to believe it with every ounce of your fibre, then, you know, you're not going to sell something like that, you know. Yeah. And just going back to the story of the first guy you met in the pub, when we spoke to you last week, you, you said you met him and then he said he'd cough up 10 grand. And where did he get the money from? Oh, he's a tradie, mate. Yeah. He's a tradie. People do cashies, you know, tradesmen, tradesmen go and work, they shovel, they, they do all sorts. They concrete on weekends, yeah. you know, that's, that's the world of the tradie. Yeah, because you said that first guy went out to his car and brought in 10 grand cash and gave he, it to you. He tipped straight in, mate. He tipped straight in and then... Set the ball rolling. Yeah. That's Set it. the ball rolling. Oh, oh, and it was just fabulous too after a while because all of a sudden I've got a funding engine and I'm being authentic and integral yeah. in what I'm offering, you know, and now all I've got to do is file the numbers, right? Yeah. So you, you know? use that every month you would have been nearly for, for, for three years or whatever it was, like continually. Every day. Every, every day. day. Yeah, yeah, month in, month out. It was costing like a hundred grand a month to develop really for a long time, you know, yeah. with everything that went into it and, you know, so that's sort of what it averaged out at. So it was a, it was a daunting task to come up with a hundred grand a month, every month, but I managed to do it. I just did it and, Amazing. you know, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so where are you today? Like where, where is work at today? So seven years on, we're now uh, downloadable on all the platforms and it works on the Androids and it works on everything right across the world. We've um, got 24 international trademarks in place. So we're very serious about the intellectual property side of things and, and who we are as a brand. We're GDPR compliant, which is a global compliance compulsory in the UK, not compulsory here in Australia, but it's uh, the highest benchmark of data security, basically. Um, we meet that guideline so I was very serious in building this thing along the way because it was hard to get people on it. Well, you really couldn't get Aussies on it, you know what I mean? We could get some Indian people on it. It's densely populated there and the value proposition's high, but you couldn't get the Aussies on it other than the people that were investing and, um, you know, the people that were helping me test sort of thing, you know? So it's, it, it's the chicken or the egg, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you need a lot on it before people start coming on it. But I never, ever worried about that. Because people would say, hey, you're going to get the people on it. And I'm like, mate, after two years of it failing, all I've got to worry about is how to get it handling a lot of people, not whether I'm going to get the people on it. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to build this thing so it can have hundreds of millions of hits in one second and actually data secure. And unless I can do that, 
that's the other thing's not worth worrying about. Yeah. So I started to get the reality check of that, of, okay, the ambitiousness here really is building the tech. Can you build the tech to back the idea? Right. You know what I Kevin Costner movie, movie if, you, if you build it, he will come. Well, that was the what premise I was working on, but and, and I can tell you there's a lot between the idea and the actuality yeah. of building something like this, these these tech platforms. I've, I've learned a lot over the years, obviously, and from being a newbie. And, yeah. you know, digital evolution is just monstrous. What's happened, you know, over the last handful of years and the products that we have at our fingertips to now yeah. be able to yeah. build the WorkApp platform, essentially WorkApp's free where no other platform in the world can be if you've got staff. You know what I mean? We've built an automated platform that only needs a few of us running it in the back end and we've built the capabilities for the automotive, for the real estate, for the digital shop, for the small businesses, you know, for the, for the worker, for the, for the it's, it's for everyone and it's free. Workout works for you. Awesome. So where do you see yourself, what, what do you see as the future from here for yourself and, and Workout? I'm going to have everyone in the world on it. You know, I absolutely believe we'll get the whole world on WorkApp. I, I want to develop it into Chinese, Japanese, German, French, you know, all of the different languages because it's not a social media platform. So it's not at risk of, you know, political propaganda, let's just say. So a lot of the countries, uh, it's, it's very neutral, you know. Yeah. And we want to be about trade and commerce in those countries and helping their people to thrive, helping the little guy, you know what I mean? Because if you help the little guy and local communities get going, then you take a lot of cars off the roads, not having to travel 10 suburbs to do free quotes when they're using the local plumbers and the local hairdressers oh, and the, okay, yep. you know, and so work apps basically geared toward localizing search globally, you know, and, and free, staying free, just no cost, no catch. It's uh, it's revenue will come from billboards. Yeah. Awesome. So just to take a different tack, just to understand Shane a bit more, what's something interesting about yourself, Shane, that you haven't told us so far? Oh, look, I'm just a, an Aussie fellow. I'm the most unsuspecting tech CEO you'll ever meet in your life. Um, I don't have a computer still, and I'm not interested in ever having one, thanks. You know, um, I've watched people make relationships with their computer, and I think, I just don't have room in my life for another, you know what I mean? Like, they, they call it a name, they speak to it, they curse at it, they, they spend so many hours on it, and I just think, no, no, let, let me out in the yard, you know, where I go and play, and so I'm, I'm still just an Aussie boy, basically, that's out playing and riding bikes and, and uh, you know, but I take the role CEO very serious. I'm fortunate that I have good people by my side and uh, they've trained all their life for this as I have for what I'm able to do. And now that I'm selling it, you know, this is great. I'm just, just selling the proposition to the world of, you know, come and join WorkApp and I'm proud because I know others are going to struggle to meet this value proposition. How are you going to be free? That's what they've said to me. How are you going to be free? You know, but uh, but other than that, mate, there's probably many things. If you speak to my friends, they'll embarrass me lots because <laughs> I've been a little bit crazy over the time. I guess if you can go into pubs and and mix with it and yeah. go and um, you know talk a whole big bunch of everyday people into giving you money, yeah, it's, mm. it's a skill set. You know, I was brought up in country town pubs. My mum and dad used to buy and sell pubs. All right. So, so I guess you could say it's subconscious a setting for me to be able to just go in and, you know, mix it with the locals. That's just amazing how Australian is that. I, I run, I'm a CEO of a tech company and I raise my funding by people I meet in pubs. <laughs> yeah. And, and just on that, I'm interested to hear this one again. What, what, 
what did your wife think about the way you uh, went and found all your investors? Well, look, you know, she obviously was like, you know, shaking her head at me because I've, I've, you know, uh, spun her out lots and lots of times on things, you know, and because and after tanks, when tanks went broke, she's like, that's it, you can't trick me anymore. You're never talking me into another thing. I'm doing this now. And I'm like, that's okay, right, right, until the next good one comes along, right, <laughs> you know, and as I was working, and it was so funny, dude, when I did actually say, look, we're doing this thing, right, we're doing this workout thing, you know, and I was surprised because she sort of said, well, it sounds interesting. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not a no. I'm not in, you know. And then all of a sudden, I start going to the pub every day, right? Because that's where work is. It's where I'm testing the product. That's where I'm sourcing our funding and that sort of thing. As after about, you know, I think the year in, she's like, you, mister, right? You know, all right, I'm off to work, 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12 o'clock, off to work, you know, and that's to the pub, right? And, oh, it was great. It was just good. So, but, and I, and I, these days, obviously, we're not allowed to go to the pub, you know. Uh, it's bloody un-Australian. But anyway, it's for a good reason and they've got to do what they've got to do, so that's fine. But And one day we'll be allowed back in the pub, you know. Um, but I, for the last couple of years, I hadn't done it that way because I hadn't needed to anymore. And uh, it was time to have a rest off the alcohol too because I, you know, there's always a consequence for everything you do, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Raising capital in the pub, you're drinking a little bit too much yeah. beer, probably, <laughs> right? Look, um, it's awesome. Thank you so much, Shane. And just before we finish, is there, you know, people are listening to this that are that are people that are that are you know looking to to, to change and grow, looking looking at business and things like that. Is there any anything you'd like to share? Just anything at all that's important to you that just as we finish off that you'd love to share? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think because everyone's looking for the you know the thing. You know, what? How am I going to find the thing? And you most likely may never find it sort of thing, you know, and that's that's something that you just need to get good with so that you can move on with doing good things sort of thing, you know, and that's what I had come to the conclusion of and then all of a sudden this happened. You know what I mean? I'd sort of not given up on finding the thing. I took a different viewpoint of what the thing was and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be forever. You know, you can do something for two years and then pivot and stop doing that now and do something else. And so for me... It came down to what excites me is my barometer and what I use. Um, this is some personal development that I've done and a, uh, a, a channel by the name of Bashar, Daryl Lanka channels all this information and it very much resonated with me and it was about finding purpose in life, which was where I was at before work at, looking for what, what it was, you know. And it came down to just following what excites you, kind of, you know, on the general picture and if, if something excites you just a little bit for now, just do that for now. Don't, don't try and deny yourself because it's only going to be a three-month thing and, oh, but I can take this other job and it's, it's secure and da-da-da. Well, you just chose against your excitement for secure. You're just going to tiptoe safely and carefully to your grave. Don't do that, right? So that's my advice is, you know, do what excites you. And so that's what I started to live by in actual fact it's like right oh i'm going to use the excitement as my barometer which is what this bashar fella says to do use it as your barometer and so i would just get it you know when you got options and i go hmm, okay which excites me the most then that one all right let's go yeah. and i started to use that as my barometer and magic happened magic yeah. happens when you when you back yourself enough for that but your parents say no take the safe job you're going to have a good career you're going to do this it's going to be way better for you and you're going to be able to have and, and you, you chose against the excitement, you know, and so now your soul's yearning to find the next little bit of excitement maybe that you might choose against and not back yourself for. And 
when you take your exciting path, magic happens, synchronicities happen and you, you know, yeah. And then you don't have to worry about anymore finding the thing because the thing changes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yes, it is. Thank yeah. you so much, Shane. Very much appreciated. And uh, we'll be following your, uh, where you go from here with, you know, we'll be very interested where you yeah. go. So how, so how does someone find WorkApp? Like so WorkApp.world is uh, the web-based platform. And in both App Store and Play Store, WorkApp. Um, WorkApp works for you is our tagline. And we're about to start TV advertising uh, in June, which I'm really, really excited, off the hook excited about, you know. And, um, and then I'm going to look to expand it some, into some regional areas of Australia as well, just depending um, on funding there. But it looks like I'll be able to spread a little bit, which is quite exciting. Yeah. And so WorkApp's on the tipping point now, finally. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, you know, we've got 45,000 registered with 150 odd thousand downloads, but climbing every single day yeah. now. That's already hit that exponential growth pattern at, at, at the starting level. Um, so there's kind of no stopping it. So I just welcome the whole of Australia and the world to come and jump on WorkApp and support that concept because the concept is closest active results instead of who pays. Yeah. Free for everyone. Yeah. No, no algorithm. No funny business, you know, come and get on your feet, everyone. And off that, we become successful with the Workout Billboard model. So it's a, it's a great win-win. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shane. Very much appreciated and um, yeah, loved hearing your story. Thanks, Steve, guys.